This week's episode of Here's What I Get is brought to you in part by Big Willie's Wiener Wednesdays. Come in on Wednesdays from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock and get two for one to fill all your holes. That big aching emptiness you're feeling deep down inside, let Willie fill it up for you with one of his 100% all beef, no filler, kosher Franks. He'll stuff it right in there. He'll fill it in nice and hard. And if you're a vegetarian, good news. Big Willie's now has meatless shafts for your munching pleasure. Only at Big Willie's Wiener Emporium. Big Willie's has Wiener Wednesdays, 6 to 10, 2 for 1, right in your eyes. Also, be sure to get a uh, side of sauerkraut and cream. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly 35 second long hello podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burt, and with me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It's going great. We watched uh, WandaVision today. We watched Trading Places mm-hmm. as a spite producer commentary. Yes. Uh, that was really good. That was also very shocking. 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 Yeah. We did enjoy it, though. That'll be coming out soon. Not sure what tears yet, but it is coming. We're really excited about about that. All of our mega, all of our spite producers. I actually, so to make up for the snafu last month and also to make sure that everybody is getting their say and no one's being left out, I, made a, I sent out a form last night to all of our spite producers to let them put in their demands for every month, and I've got them scheduled Every month for it'll they'll come out on the second. You'll get an, an email with this form, and you can put your stuff in there. And that way, we make sure we're not like forgetting anyone's stuff, yeah, or getting yeah. someone's request wrong, or some some people are sending stuff on directly on Patreon, and some through Discord, and some on where whatever other platform. Yep. This way, it all be in one spot. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we've got we've got some really big spite producer demands that are being fulfilled this week and next week. And I hope everyone's excited for them, but I'll talk about that more at the end of the episode for now. Uh, big cray on discord sent us a two bumpers that I'm going to play for when we talk about star Trek. So here's the one. This one's for TNG. It's labeled tab track TNG. Pretty good. Here's what I don't get. These are the ramblings of Tab and Tim. Their continuing mission to bitch about modern Star Trek. To point out old Trek was often just as bad. To boldly go where many podcasts have gone before. So I think a fade on that, and that would be perfect. Oh, there's a, there's a fade. I would like fade that. earlier. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the TNG one, and then we've got one here that's for TOS. A classic theme. Uh huh. Here's what I don't get. These are the ramblings of Dad and Jim. They're five year mission to bitch about mine. <laughs> to point out old Trek yeah. just as bad to boldly go where many podcasts have gone before 
Yeah, so we'll start playing those whenever we talk about if we go into an extended Star extended Trek, Star Trek segment. segment yeah. yeah. Speaking of extended Star Trek segments, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. You, you, you found some uh, war for Rule Thirty Four. I did. I did find some. I, I saw a great meme this week that was uh, that was like a piece of trivia. Arm, Armin Shimmerman, the actor who plays Cork on Deep Space Nine, made up the rule of acquisition Thirty Four on the spot. Don't believe me? Google Quark Rule 34 to find out more. I've seen a couple of, of memes like that where they get you to search for something that's yeah. not related to what they're what you think it is. Pretty good, pretty good meme, pretty good trick. A nice uh, bait and switch, if you yes, will. Yes, classic. It's an old meme, sir, but it, it, checks, it checks out. out. Uh, boy, we uh, I, I think we've pretty much finished up on Trucking and Tucking's grandfather's car, detailing it. Yeah. Holy shit, was that a process? But it was really satisfying Those, seeing the before, before and, and after, after pictures side man. by side. Yeah. Finished that this Real week. Real difference. And that car, the interior at least, the outside still kind of fucked up, but the interior looks like brand new. Very nearly. As near as, as, near as we could get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so hopefully he gets a good price in selling that and dealing with all that BS. It was, it was way too much work. Yeah. Um, but he has a dog that is only only exists to do one thing, and that's to play ball. Uh-huh. And it's very funny because we joke when we hang out over there. We joke about how the dog is constantly like watching what you're doing and then saying, "But uh, you know, so I, I guess you guys are doing this podcast thing. But what about if instead of doing that, we uh, played some ball?" <laughs> and it was really funny because he was doing that while we're working on the cars. Every so often, I'd be like working on in the engine bay, cleaning uh-huh. stuff up. I found a dead bird. Inside the engine bay of the car. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'd, I'd like lean back. I'd stand up straight and look down. And what's there? The ball is at my feet. The dog is about two feet away and just staring at the ball thinking, come on, throw the ball. Come on, throw the ball. Come on. Come on. I know you, you can do it. Throw it. Throw it. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. So I spent a lot of time not working and instead throwing the ball for his dog. Uh, during the day, but it was it was it was, uh, it was really nice and warm last week. This week it is pissing rain constantly yeah. and cold as fuck. It's miserable. Yes, and I'm sure I'm sure everybody up north is going to call us and say like, "Oh, you guys, you guys are at freezing." Well, up here, we're at, you, nobody cares. <laughs> we're, uh, we're all guilty of this thing where we try and one up each other with how cold or hot it is and wherever yeah. climate we live in. Oh, well, you know, I'm from I'm from Minnesota, and Minnesota when it's at 32 degrees outside, we're in in uh, speedos just walking around, no shirt, no shoes, no service. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I don't live in Minnesota, so shut up. I'm sure there's a guy from Alaska who's ready to go, Yo, you guys down at negative 20. Well, negative 20, we're completely naked, just walking around throwing snowball fights at each other like a hot summer day. And then you do the same thing when it's hot. Sure, but it's also a sliding scale. It is. It's a totally those, a sliding. Those scale. same people will be like, "Oh my god, it's forty <laughs> degrees outside. I'm sweating." I want to get a. I want to get a woman who's from, uh, like, uh, Siberia, uh-huh. one of the coldest places on yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. Right, grew up there her whole life, completely immune to cold. Yeah, and then find someone from an equatorial rainforest uh-huh. where it's just hot and muggy all the fucking time, and then breed them and have a child that's immune to all weather. <laughs> And maybe he can shut the fuck up, but probably not. No. Nope. They'd probably be like, oh, you think it's hot? Well, from where my father's from in Equatorial New Guinea. Like, oh, God damn it. 
It's it's supposed to be chilly tonight. Oh, you think that's chilly? <laughs> My mom, like, God damn it, it's from north of the Arctic Circle. It's weird that we we've taken the most. It's it's not a superpower. It's just no. it's just acclimate being but acclimated. Also, just the fact that weather dominates the small talk market. Oh yeah, one hundred percent does. Whereas, like, it's. But also, it's the most obvious thing. Right? Second only to, it looks like it's going to rain. Well, we need it. Why do we need it? Well, I was not sitting around thinking like, hey, we really need some rain. Yeah. I was thinking a rain was just a thing that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Tim, what have you had going on this week? Uh, Well, we had our we had our movie night, of course. We did. Uh, I think we we sat through... The Belko experiment. We did. It's pretty Finished good. Finished it. Not bad. Uh, Battle Royale with adults. I, I gave it three stars on my on, on, on my, my letterbox. My review was it's Battle Royale uh, by way of Office Space, <laughs> but with half the charm of both. That's fair. Yeah, I would definitely put it a three because my five-star rating system is hated it, didn't like it, it was okay. Liked it, loved it. Yeah. Right. Basically. So three stars, it's right there in the middle of yep. I didn't hate it. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. But I didn't think at any point like I'm I'm ready to claw my own eyes yeah. out. We also tried to watch a movie called Heat with Burt Reynolds. I think we're gonna finish that up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about finishing it up too, but then I decided I'd just watch Smoking the Bandit instead. <laughs> or Smoke and Aces, which is apparently a ripoff of that movie. No, no, wild card. Whatever. Well, some Jason Statham movie. Jason, that's probably Smoking not Aces is not a Jason Statham movie. Oh man, I was I was looking through movies the other night and I stumbled across Parker and I was like Jason Statham, Donald Westlake. That's who wrote the book the movie's based on. Uh-huh. And I thought this is going to be great. And I clicked on it. It was like also starring Jennifer Lopez. And I said, Oh, <laughs> I remember the trailers to this yes, movie. They yes, look great. And I'm like, did. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And J Lo, no. <laughs> kind of like when I saw the trailers for Greatest Showman. Okay. And I'm like, Hugh Jackman, circuses. I love Hugh yeah. Jackman. I love circuses. It's going to be great. And he's like, Now it's we're singing musical. songs and dancing. 100% out. Never saw yep. it. Speaking of JLo, I heard an interesting fact. Apparently, you will you will recall this. You recall seeing the images of her infamous green dress, the, uh, the one that was just like a scarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, didn't, that didn't like Tom Green go to the Grammys in that same outfit the next year or something. I believe it was um, the the South Park guys. Ah, one went as in that dress. The other one went in. in um, I think Bjork's like swan outfit <laughs> thing. Anyways, I'm pretty sure it was those guys. Um, apparently that got so much internet traffic at the time. That picture, like yeah. the pictures of it, that is what that is what created Google image search. Wow. Like Google was like, we need to find it. We need to have a way to like surf, like that's, look for images. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Well, thanks, J-Lo. We really appreciate that. Now you can't thanks, reverse Thanks, J-Lo's titties. What else? What else do we have going on? Uh, the we, the big game was last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't. Uh, the only information I have I have about that game is what you told me at lunch. Yeah. Uh, I, I vaguely understood that Tampa won, and that was, that was the beginning and end of it. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it with any fervor. I just watched it because it was on. 
Yeah. Uh, I did. I did want to tell you one thing that I forgot to tell you is. Yeah. Um, they hate white people. I know. I, I already <laughs> heard that. So imagine a, com- a Super Bowl commercial, right? Let's just say a, a regular commercial. Uh huh. It's for a mayonnaise brand. Uh huh. Now, uh, I I'd only I only caught like five seconds of this commercial, but it was enough to send me into an uproar. Um, oh no. Uh, so it's a commercial. It was a commercial for some brand of mayonnaise. I do not recall what brand it was. Probably Hellman's, if I had to guess. Yeah. Craft. Um, Maybe, uh, but they had a mayonnaise fairy, aka like the physical embodiment of a jar of mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Guess who played it? Seth Rogen. No. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. Eddie Griffin. No. If if you for Grace. If you could. If oh, you could suggest- Amy Schumer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did see something about something with Amy Schumer and May- Mayo. <laughs> oh man, the physical embodiment of a jar of mayonnaise. Amy Schumer sounds about right. <laughs> that's that's a little too on the nose. There's a there's a joke in Man on the Moon when he's Tony Clifton and he's at a bar and he's like, "Maybe start saying some kind of cheese." Oh, yeah. sorry, that's rest. <laughs> that is Amy Schumer. Oh man, Cripple Jesus had a t- tweeted a thing about Amy Schumer that said, "I want to really want to see a movie like Wolf on Wall Street that's about the executives trying to convince the world that a- that women comedians are funny." <laughs> I.e. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Something along those lines. I, I got a good chuckle out of it. Anyway, well, Tim, are you ready to jump into some issues? I sure am. Whenever you're ready. Here's what I don't get. The kiss of death. Oh, no. Speaking of the Super Bowl, they're speaking of Super Bowl commercials. Um, I, I finally saw, I finally got to, got to see the commercial for the upcoming show, Clarice. Oh, now I had heard of this because I got the I get the commercial on Spotify. Was this on HBO Max? No, um, but it's about Clary Starling. It's Clary Starling prior to Silence of the Lambs. That's what I was thinking. No, it's six months after the Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so it's after Hannibal Lecter's out before she turns into Julianne Moore. Yes. So there's like a. So we always thought that. Um, Jodie Foster uh-huh. transformed into Julianne Moore, but yes. we, now we're learning that a lot like John Hurt as the Doctor, uh-huh. he there was a middle Doctor. There was a middle Doctor, the last that, doctor that everyone forgot and about. Christopher Eccleston. This is the new Clarice. Uh, how do you know about John Hurt and Ta- the Tim, War Doctor? <laughs> I know lots of things. How? How do you know about this specifically, <laughs> Tim? How do I know anything? I just know lots of things. I yeah, have, I have a Jeopardy level of knowledge about a lot of different subjects. What? Yeah, but I, but like that's one of the ones where I thought it was just a black hole in your brain. Like no. Doctor Who exists. No. And then like I thought like, I thought that was your extent of Doctor Who knowledge was Daleks and and uh, British people, <laughs> bad teeth, annoying women. <laughs> I know all kinds of things. I'm always ready to surprise you with the factoid you wouldn't think that I would know. That's it. I'm extremely are you, surprised. Are you more shocked about that than if I started to tell you history about Dragon Ball Z? What would you be more surprised by? Um, this, to be honest. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because if you could, if you could tell me some Dragon Ball Z lore that I wouldn't suspect you would know, I I I could probably think like, oh, you listen to some podcast with it on it. <laughs> Or like uh, somebody, if you you got into some discussion, you, you saw yeah. some discussion about it or something. Yeah, yeah. But not the not the war doctor. Anyways, um, 
yes. So this is actually, so uh, Clarice, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know about you, but I love the um, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs and Han- even Hannibal. What's the one after that? Red Dragon? That's a prequel. Uh, Red Dragon's the prequel. Isn't the, there one more with Anthony Hopkins? Um, no, it was just Red Dragon. It was, yeah, yeah. Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon. Mm. There's um, Manhunter, yeah. which is the Michael Mann version of Red Dragon. Um, uh, I don't know about you. I love uh, Red Dragon, not so much, but. Those. I never saw Red Dragon, but I did like Hannibal and I, Silence of the Lambs. I love Hannibal. I like Hannibal more than Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yeah, because Silence of the Lambs, um, it's more focused on Clarice, who I didn't find interesting. Yeah. Uh, whereas Hannibal, I like the way- You get more I, Hannibal. I like the way, yeah, you get a lot more yeah. Hannibal. I like the story with Gary Oldman. That's yeah. a really transformative yeah, yeah, yeah. character that he's in. Yes. Um, I think Julianne Moore is a better actor than Jodie Foster. Yes, I agree. And- I like the snake likeness of Hannibal yeah. and how he manipulates his way into positions. Yeah, because you didn't get to see much of that in no in Silence Lambs because he's already he's already captured. Yeah, I mean they save it all up for the end when he uh, breaks out. But that that's more that's more an action sequence it than is. it is a yeah. thriller sequence. And I think Hannibal's a lot. more I don't of a know, man. Once sequence. when they uh, uh, he gets into the ambulance pretty good yeah. scene anyways and then i you haven't seen it uh but the nbc series hannibal i love it. oh yeah i never it even is, knew that was a thing oh yeah the, it was a couple years ago um it's uh it's all it's all prior to uh sons of lambs and it, it's about uh will graham um and it's it was way dark for an nbc show yeah it's dark for for a show now uh, the guy that plays Hannibal is Ma- Mads Mikkelsen plays Hannibal, and he's just so good in that role. Third season I didn't like as much, uh, but the first two seasons I loved. So this is a this is a property that I wouldn't say is near and dear to my heart, but like all the media of it that I have consumed is more than liked. Yes, right. So I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, that doesn't look half bad. Mm-hmm. I. I might give this a shot, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and me and my dad were talking about it and, uh, we were wondering whether it was before or after silence of the lambs. Cause I was, cause she looks pretty young in the trailer. Yeah. So I was thinking pre pre, yeah. but like the tagline in the trailer is, um, like, uh, after the silence or something. Mm. So I, I was, I went to go look it up and I just typed, I went to Google typed in a uh, Clarice show and there's the trailer, right? Classic Google. Yeah. Right. Um, Clarice offers a deep dive into the untold personal story of FBI agent Clarice Starling as she returns to the field in 93, six months after the events. Well, Sounds of the, of the lambs. lambs. So, so they're uh, also making a period piece and setting it in the nineties. Uh, I didn't see anything about that in the trailer. Okay. The trailer was a lot more stylist. It was like a flashback trailer to her with her in the barn with ah. the lambs. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be chasing other serial killers, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, first episode date, February 11th. That's when it comes out. Network, of course, we saw the trailer multiple times because... It's on CBS. The Super Bowl was on CBS and the show's the show. Yeah. Program creators, Alex Kurtzman. I think I knew this, yeah. Writers, Alex Kurtzman. Take a big dump on it. 
Guess what? I'm not watching it no more. God <laughs> damn it. Now you know how I feel. Now you feel like I feel. Do you, do you get it? Do you get why all the Star Wars stuff went in a box? Yes, I do. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, well, it's, it's ruined. It's, it's ruined. all ruined forever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I think I do remember seeing that because I now now I'm starting to remember. Uh-huh. Peach Saliva tweeted out about the new Clary show, and then in the thing it said a thing about Alex Kurtzman. And I said, Peach, let me tell you, as a longtime Star Trek fan, <laughs> Alex Kurtzman, that's death to your franchise. Yeah, the kiss of death, if you will. It. Oh man, what a! How does this guy keep getting work? <laughs> I don't know. How do they? How do you? Like the dude totally fucking fumbles the ball, mishandling one property, running all fan goodwill into the ground. Yeah. And then you go, yeah, let's have him do this one too. <laughs> There's no way this this show is going to be good. It's going to be a bunch of mystery box bullshit yep. that then never half of it never pays off. Yeah. And half of it is introduced in the second to last episode to pay off in the last episode. Yes. uh, What a disappointment. What a just, uh, and again, you know, I'm not, I don't think the Clarice character is the strong character in the franchise. So not really losing anything. And I doubt that again, which is actually why I like the NBC show. Yeah. They're setting, they're making, she's not in it. They're making this an, is it, it's him prior to being caught as we see him in silence of the lambs, right? Yeah. 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 So part of this being an interquill, right? They're not going to tie anything to anything. No. Which is just why? Why not just making it FBI serial serial Killer. profiler lady? Yeah. The show. Yeah. Why make it because you need to you need to mine that nostalgia to get yep. view because you don't think oh Alex Kurtzman's making a procedural crime drama about serial killers. Uh, pass. <laughs> Alex Kurtzman's making a series about this character from a movie that you liked thirty years ago. Oh. Huh. Maybe I'll check that out. Maybe I'll pay six ninety nine to find out that it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, that is that is super disappointing. Uh, how many how many other how many other franchises are like that? Right, where we've had someone come in that just kills it dead. A, a, a couple. Uh, I mean, there's been who who's run a franchise on the ground so quickly as quickly as Alex Kurtzman has. Yeah. Uh, Cause they took the star Trek franchise in 2009 and basically made it unmarketable by 2016, 2017, I guess maybe 2018. Yeah. So, you know, eight, nine years, 10, let's call it, two, call ten, it ten, years. 10 years. They took a, they took a franchise that was one of the most popular franchises ever. Of all yes. time. Yeah. And ran it into the ground after 40 years. They ran into the ground in 10 years. <sighs> Completely unmarketable now. And you go, yeah, the mummy. He was he was behind that. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. That's why he's that's why he stuck doing television again because the mummy was not only not only did the mummy bomb as a because it's not a good movie, uh-huh. but it was the premature ejaculation of a universal Dark, I think they had the dark, dark universe, universe where they were going to have the Invisible Man and Frank. They already casted the. Yeah, they already cast. They cast all of them, pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah. To be in this this new Avengers uh-huh. of Universal monster movies, and he ran that into the ground at he, the starting line. At the starting line, <laughs> they fired the starting gun, and for whatever reason, he just detonated an IED on or suicide. <laughs> 
Like, whoa, he t- killed himself. Oh, my God. The mummy has killed himself and taken out all of his competitors at the same time. <laughs> this is truly a happening in the history of the sport. Yeah. You know, it, I, don't, I don't get why that guy keeps doing it. I don't get why these directors that are poisoned to work with guys like um, Edward Norton. You notice yeah. he just fucking disappeared because he's poisoned to anything you're working on because he's yes. so egotistical yep. by all all standards. Yep. Talking about Kiss of Death, dude, um, the new Jack Reacher book came out this year. I've been into the Jack Reacher books the last few years. I started listening to the audiobooks, and uh, September rolled around, usually September, October, November, somewhere in there every year a new Jack Reacher book comes yep. out. So uh, being a person who doesn't like to buy things... I go to the torrents and I'm uh-huh. like, where is the Jack Reacher book? And I can't find it. And normally these books are out within five days. Oh, I mean, as someone who has who has uh, been in in that uh, milieu, mm-hmm. uh, you you can get advanced reader copies. Yeah, uh, six months before the the book is out. <laughs> so. So I'm looking, I can't find it. And then I'm Googling, like, did this book actually come out? And then through my book, my Googling, I find out, yes. Yes, it did. Lee Child is the pen name of the guy who actually writes his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. But this book is by Lee Child and Andrew Child, who he's handing the franchise off to. And all the reviews are like, this is garbage. You can tell that the guy didn't write it. It's filled with woke bullshit, yada yada yada. And I go, Yikes. this. I think the the books have been running for like twenty years, yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah, this dude, this dude, fucking killed it for a lot of fans. I haven't read it yet, but I, based on the reviews, I'm kind of not interested. Yeah, because they say they the reviews that I read is like compromised some very specific attributes of his character oh, no. to make it more woke, and. I'm reading these reviews and just going, oh man, this guy, this guy took this franchise and is just gonna fucking crash into the ground. And it that, that, that doesn't always happen because the guy that took over writing the Ender's Game books, Aaron Scott Johnson, uh, he is he does a pretty good job of capturing the tone and the voice yeah, yeah. of of what Orson Scott Card had done before. Or um uh Brandon Sanderson took over for Robert Jordan in the Wheel of Time. Yeah. And finished up the last couple books. And it feels seamless. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you give it like Josh Trank. That guy's never gonna work again. Oh, Fantastic Four Trank. Because he one, he didn't play along, but two, he trashed everything once he was out. Yeah. Which I respect him for. Sure. But uh they don't like when you do that because they think, oh, if you trash this, why aren't you gonna trash my thing? <laughs> I got you. Zack Snyder. Oh, Zack Snyder. Another great kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right off the shoulders of one, the greatest superhero film (laughs) of all time. Right. We're pivoting out of the dark night. Uh, Christopher Nolan's like, I'm only going to do one more Batman movie in 2012. Justice League. We got to we got to do something. We got to do something, right? So he makes Superman, and it's awful. Everyone hates it. Yeah. And then they go, okay. Well, why don't you make Superman and Batman? And everyone goes and sees it because it says Batman. Yeah. On it. <laughs> and and you put Batman on something. That's just a license to print money. Yep. And 
It's awful. And then Justice League, you well, couldn't, under a hundred million opening weekend. You couldn't get a hundred million dollar goddamn Justice League. The the most known prior to prior to 2012, prior to sure. 2012, 2010, maybe about 2010. Yeah, yeah. The most well-known superhero team-up squad ever. Yeah. The Justice League. The Justice Everyone League. Everyone knows who the Justice League is. Like, oh yeah, it's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and, and some other people. Flash or and you know, some other guys. Yeah. Aquaman's in there, I think. I think there's like a robot guy, there's an yeah. alien man. You know they, they've got they've the got Wonder like those, twins. those weird twins. There's a monkey. There's a uh, there's a, there's like a there's an Indian guy. Robin, he uh, need Chuck. There's a construction worker and a biker guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in in from 2012, when did Justice League come out? 2016. Yeah, four years. Absolutely, all the goodwill that was towards these characters that people have known for generations now. Yeah. Completely boiled away by one guy and yep. kiss of death. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely mind-boggling how quickly they ran that franchise into the ground. Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy is the kiss of death. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is the kiss of death too. I mean, <laughs> he, he started. He's he toppled the first domino. Yeah, yeah, but just to put out to put out a Star Wars movie, the first one made all, what two billion dollars. Sure, and the second one makes. A little more than half that. Uh huh. Like, oh shit, we fucked something <laughs> up real bad. But no, just stay the course, and then the next one makes even less, barely yep. crosses a billion. Uh, it's it's frankly mind boggling how Star Wars, again, probably the biggest franchise ever in the world. Yeah, I would. I mean, I can't think of anything. That, there's no one. There's no one you know other who than hasn't like seen Star Harry Wars. Potter. Harry Potter's up there too. Yeah, uh, there's there's no one who doesn't know what it is. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I've seen I've seen a few of them. Even if you have, even if they haven't seen the movies, they they know what it is. They, yeah, they can. I bet you could get someone to tell you the plot of Star Wars who had never seen them. Sure, because it's just out in the culture. Yeah, and in eight years they ran it into the ground to where it's again unmarketable it's the big thing in star wars right now is a show on a streaming platform that nobody has yes yep like oh yeah this this new show is great like yeah i don't have disney plus i'm not really interested in it it's there i think it's happening in Mar marvel too i think disney plus is going to be the kiss of death for marvel you think so yeah because wandavision is not good and i it's you know every time if something's good right iron man was good yeah and then a lot of people went and saw Incredible Hulk, uh -huh. and that was good. So they went and saw Iron Man two, and that was good. So they went and saw Thor, and that was good. So they went and saw Captain America, and then the Avengers makes a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. Everything that was better made made the the curve grow. But the opposite is also true. If you if you went and saw Iron Man and it was bad, no one's going to go see Incredible Hulk. So. If I, I, I would say more like no one's going to see Incredible or no one's going to see Iron Man 2. But. You're not going to get an Iron Man 2, but you're also, we're building, we're, we're now used to the idea of a, a sequel to something isn't necessarily the movie 2. It gotcha, can be gotcha, this weird gotcha. spinoff thing yeah. where Aqu the Aquaman movie is a sequel to Justice League, not Justice League 2. It's just called Aquaman and Shazam is somehow attached 
And so Shazam was good. So maybe we'll go see Aquaman. Aquaman's bad. So we're not going to go see whatever the next Aquaman thing is. made bank. But Aquaman made bank because Shazam was good. Uh, I think Shazam came out after Aquaman. Whatever. I, I think Aquaman made more money than Justice League. Uh, it's, think- it's amazing for a movie that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and has a rapist in it. But anyway, with this series being bad, that could be the end. Because this this show is so bad, right? Who's going to want to go, oh yeah, I definitely want to watch Loki and the uh, f- the black guy and the white guy that are Robins to Captain America. I don't want to fucking watch this shit. I got better things to watch. I think the fans will the the hardcore fans will still watch them. Yeah, the hardcore fans are always going to be there, but that's not who's that's not who's. Uh, Endgame did not make it to I, I two know. billion dollars, a three hundred fifty million dollar opening yeah. weekend because of hardcore fans. I know they made it because the normies. The did. normies. Yeah, but if you let me finish, the normies aren't interested in Wandavision in the first place. Yeah, which is again why it's going to go down the curve. I don't, I don't think so because I think aside from. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which should have been the first one, um, in a movie. It should have been a theatrical movie. Yeah, uh, buddy cop action comedy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it seems to me like they're saving Disney Plus for the weirder stuff. But they're gonna they're still making the a Doctor non-continuity. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know that's. I thought I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was too weird to be a movie. Yeah. Clearly not. Yeah. Well, it's because it has Space Iron Man in it. You've got Iron Man, right? Uh-huh. You've got Space Iron Man. Yeah. You've got Magic Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got... Yeah, they just, they just made Magic Iron Man. Raccoon Iron Man. Yeah. They just made Magic Iron Man. So that's... I don't think that was too... That was not super out there. The Doctor Strange movie could have been way more out there. Yeah. It could have. It could have if it was been written better. Sure, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um and they're saving the the weirder stuff, the more obscure characters. Mm-hmm. Um like who's the youngest MCU Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, okay, outside of Spider-Man who is like the most popular superhero in the world or uh-huh. like top three, right? Mm-hmm. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, Superman, Iron Wolverine, Man. Wolverine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So aside from Spider-Man, who's like the youngest MCU hero that I know of? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking care about any of them. Any of them. So I, I'm like, they're, they're saving, they're saying that young, like the young characters, right? Uh-huh. Those will be on Disney plus. Yeah. Right? Miss Marvel. Other Hawkeye. Miss Marvel. Uh, <laughs> She-Hulk, right? Wanted. I don't know that She-Hulk could carry a whole movie. Yeah, I don't... Throw I don't, it on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, no nudity on Disney Plus, though. It'll it'll be ten times as long. Yeah, oh, awesome. I mean, as, as Can't in... Can't wait. <laughs> ten times as long as in, like, it's ten episodes, so we can... We can pull that out for ten weeks, which is, um, it'll it'll stay like number one in the public's eye for ten whole weeks, guaranteed, pretty much. Yeah, here here here's my as opposed to the movie. Here's my checkmate to you, right? Is that 
um, every Marvel series is terrible. Every single one of them. The Disney Plus shows, you mean? No, no, no. I mean the Netflix shows. I mean Agents of Shield. Agents yeah, okay, of Shield okay. started pretty pretty okay. You yeah, kind of, you kind of forgave it, and then it just really took a nosedive into just being a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Daredevil. Great first season, mediocre second season. Great third season. Never saw it because the second season sucked, so I stopped watching those shows. Yeah. Jessica Jones, terrible. Luke <laughs> Cage, awful. Iron Had a great, Fist, great first half. Unwatchable mess. I didn't finish it. Never saw The Defenders because Iron Fist was so bad. Never saw the second season of these shows because the the first seasons and the other shows were so bad. Punisher, so bad. The other stuff, never no, never had any I, interest in Punisher seeing Punisher. pretty good. Also starred John Barenthal, who should be shot out of a cannon into a brick wall, and then that <laughs> brick wall should be dropped from a helicopter into the ocean. The point being, none of these shows have been good. They have the only one that I can think of that I enjoyed all the way through was Agent Carter. I enjoyed the first season of that because it was one single standalone story. Yeah. In like eight episodes. Season two was real weird. Everything everything powered through to a point. Season two, not as good. She had a ghost boyfriend. Yeah. There was black goop. It was weird. It was real weird. It was really weird. It was in Los Angeles for some reason. Uh, Yeah. I I know the reason. But Why? Budget. budget. Yeah. Well, the, the, the point being, it's still, it's still power. It seemed like a, a series where the plan was written ahead of time. Yes. WandaVision felt like they wrote the first episode and the second episode, and then they got to the third episode and went, oh, fuck. We need to do something with this <laughs> so they like t- wrote a tag of a th- of a end of an episode and then they they went from that tag into a fourth episode and they go okay all right, all right, all right we got it we got it <laughs> sitcom real world mix them together that's episode five and there's gonna be four more fucking episodes of that <laughs> no plan no plan no. so these series are the kiss of death to the mcu because Either it's going to be like the Netflix stuff, right? Where they go, yeah, it's part of the MCU. It's going to be great. And then Endgame rolls along. We got every fucking hero. Howard the Duck comes to fight. Howard the Duck. (laughs) Howard the fucking Duck. He's in an end credit scene in one movie. Uh I think you see him briefly in the second movie. You do. Howard the Duck shows up (laughs) to defend Earth from Thanos. That's a thing that happens in this movie, right? Where's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and fucking Iron Fist? Or Woman Iron Fist? Where are they? I don't know. Not part of the MCU. No. That's what's going to happen with these fucking shows, too. It's going to be like, yeah, we need some help from someone who can fly and throw a shield. Hey, here's knockoff character Taskmaster <laughs> with a jetpack. What is going on? He was in a movie. Falcon wasn't. He's out of the MCU. <laughs> Kiss of death, man. Kiss of death. Uh, we'll see, man. They yeah. they're because they're really they really want uh, those MCU characters to be in these shows. They really do. Yeah, you know who's in these shows? Who? Canned laughter and bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, here's what I don't get. This one's been sent in by a fan, by a spy producer. Wanted to hear this. Here's what I don't get. Justin Trudeau. Prime Minister of Canada and blackface enthusiast 
It is amazing to me that Justin Trudeau is still a leader of one of the biggest countries in the free world. Uh-huh. Because if you'll recall, <laughs> he was caught multiple times doing blackface. Uh-huh. And it really just proves the point that you can do all the blackface you want, Ralph Northam, David Cross, Ted Danson. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> as long as your politics are in the right spot. Uh, Justin Trudeau, as everyone knows, is, was a drama teacher. And you know, do you know what drama? I, mean, te- I did not know. I did not know that. Yeah. But he sure does look like a drama teacher. He's a drama teacher. You know what drama teachers are good at? Uh, nothing. Jack shit. Not even drama. <laughs> no, drama teachers go go into what any high school, any high school in America, right? And you want to find the most disorganized teacher in the oh, building. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the drama teacher because they're like, I'm an artist and I don't do things normally. Like, where are your lesson plans? Uh, well, we're today we're going to talk about feelings. Yeah, write that down on a lesson plan. <laughs> you know who has a lesson plan? Math teacher. Something you can actually use. Fucking weirdo. And stop wearing an ascot. Ascots are gay. Uh, I. It's funny. I googled Justin Trudeau sucks to do some uh-huh. research for this issue. And on Google, it's like, oh, here's a, a quote where, because Justin Trudeau said that the China virus sucks. Oh, it uh-huh. sucks, but we all just got to stick together. Yeah, why don't you stick together with a shotgun in your mouth? Oh, wait, that's right. Canada doesn't allow guns because you're a fucking cuck. Uh, so I had to go to DuckDuckGo to find yeah, some yeah. truly um, free and impersonal thing. There's all also all these articles where it talks about how terrible Justin Trudeau is, but it's from a it's because he's not liberal enough. I thought oh, okay. that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. In some of these, like there was like here's he said that he would get rid of these te- these subsidies for oil, but now he's saying he's not going to do that right away. It's bad. We need we need no more <laughs> subsidies for oil, so the cost of oil is astronomical because that's going to make things more green. It's not going to make anything more green. It's just going to make you more poor. You yep. dumb moron. He. This guy, every fucking speech he does, he gets up and he's like, all right, uh, thank everybody for being here. We're here to talk about gross domestic product and statistics of how we're going to make this country grow. But first, I just want to say that uh, I want to remind everybody that you live on stolen land from the natives. (laughs) Like, well, then why don't you fucking go back where you came from and shut the fuck up? This is something I truly do not understand about the left is that. In in one breath, right? Uh-huh. They will tell us that we have to allow immig- unbridled immigration yeah. to let in all of these these uh, lesser people. Uh, we got to let in all these Somalis and let them run for Congress and let them tell us how terrible the America is and try and institute Sharia law while they marry their brothers. That's a true thing that happened to a member of our Congress, Tim. Or. And we'll go, no, you got to let in Mexicans. Otherwise, you're racist. We can't build a wall. That's racist, right? Got to let in everyone we want. Everyone who wants to come here deserves to be here. Uh-huh. And then there'll be a comma while they take in a suck of air. <gasps> and you stole all this land from the natives. You don't belong here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which one is it? It can't be both. Either either we all deserve to be here because this is America, land of the free and uh-huh. home the Whopper. Right. <laughs> or or none of us should be here, including the illegal immigrants. Yeah. But every fucking Justin Trudeau, totally okay with yeah, we gotta let in all these refugees. Uh their their countries are terrible. Like, why don't they fucking move into a country that's near theirs, that's ethically similar to theirs, instead of moving to ours and doing shitty things to us? No, 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 no. 
We live on stolen land, so we got to let it be stolen more by foreign people. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This guy is such a cuck. He's willing to sell out his whole fucking country for some good boy points to, for women to tell him how fucking handsome he is on Facebook. That's the only it's, other. That's the only thing I knew about Justin Trudeau is that uh, soccer moms are really into him. Yeah, it is. It is pathetic. He got into he got into his position not because he had ideals and values that everyone agreed with, uh-huh. but because the left was so tired of losing to the conservative party who was very united on their ideas. Yeah. And they kept fracturing to be like, we want free health care. We want free poutine. Oh, we can't agree. So they just decided to vote for whom vote blue, no matter who, so to speak. And that they got Justin Trudeau and they just keep him in there while he continues to do fuck all for everybody else. He spent $215,000 on a private vacation to an island owned by like a fucking friend is of government money, government money. It's, it's frankly fucking mind boggling this shit. Uh, he forgot to mention Alberta on Canada day. He's he's list, listing off all the provinces yeah, of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Left out Alberta. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, he kept, he ran on this idea of being transparent. We're gonna be totally transparent. They don't have, they don't have a Freedom of Information Act like we do, where yeah. you have to give this information. You put in a request, and they kind of go, yeah. Eh, "Fuck you." Yeah. Well. The request process has gotten really bogged down under his time, which is kind of the opposite of transparency, which is really what the left really loves. Uh, (laughs) Some of this stuff. Yeah, this is the ending fossil fuel subsidies in this list. The the pipeline. Oh, just discriminating against gay men by not letting him give. See, this is a very liberal take of why he's he's so terrible. (laughs) Like, no, he's terrible because he keeps selling your country out for fucking good boy points to people that don't even don't even like you uh one of the ones i read talked about how he's the worst prime minister because he's part of the growing disunity in canada like yeah the dude's obama right Uh without obama we would not have gotten trump obama was so divisive with his rhetoric that it made a put the pushback against him was naturally uh a populism and individualism Uh a libertarian candidate and and that's what Justin Trudeau is being. He's being this Obama-esque candidate where everyone everyone is starting to go, I kind of fucking hate you. And I hate your policies and I hate your ugly drama teacher face. How 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 do you think that is a thing? Right? We're gonna make a this guy's he his only qualification is putting on silly costumes and painting his face black. Yeah. And playing pretend real good. Cause that's all that's all that acting is, is playing pretend real good. Yeah. Uh, this guy will be great to run a whole fucking country. Uh, he's um, he's just such a drag of a human being that it's it's pathetic. He he here's one. Trudeau says one of his main priorities is helping Canada's marginalized and impoverished Aboriginal population was forced to apologize in March, 2019 for making a sarcastic remark to an indigenous woman who interrupted a liberal party fundraiser protest about poor living conditions. He told her, thank you for your donation as she was escorted from the room. That's, that's considered a scandal for this man. Uh, Not things like when he, he, wore blackface and wore culturally in, inappropriate clothing while on vacation. Uh, he, he tried to help a company stay out of getting indicted 
using his power as a prime minister. How does that not get you fucking impeached? Whatever the Canadian version yeah. of impeach is, ask politely to leave. <laughs> Sir, you need to leave now. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. It, it's the softballs that this guy is under, all the shit that he does, and the way the media just covers for him here in America, and I'm sure also in Canada, because he's like charismatic and it's totally okay. It It's absolutely unbelievable, this yeah. kind of shit. These are exactly the kind of people that should be fucking flayed alive and fired into a volcano because they he provide, he has nothing. He has nothing to offer you, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like a businessman who ran a business and understands how hierarchies work and you know you can you can make an argument like oh as a drama teacher he understands human nature and how to you know make people work together but he's not doing any of that he's just pissing everybody off with his stupid rhetoric and fucking apologizing for everything that canada's ever done well oh uh, here here in canada we'd like to really say sorry to all you indigenous they're conquered people they are conquered people it's happened a million times in the Tens of thousands of years of human recorded and pre-recorded history. Yeah. One group decides they want a thing the other group has. They destroy them. They conquer them. The, the real losers are murdered, and the <laughs> half losers are assimilated in and made part of the new this new bigger, better tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And now we did we did then we did it with warfare. Alexander the Great, what was he doing? He didn't go fucking conquer two-thirds of the known world to then go like, hey, uh, we're real sorry about this. Like, I was just horny for young boys and <laughs> this is the way I decided to get it out of my system. No. He fucking ruled with an iron fist. Charlemagne. Iron fist. Fucking Genghis Khan. Iron fist. Vikings. Vikings. You lose, you lose a war, you don't get to bitch anymore. You're lucky you're not <laughs> fucking slaves because that's the way it used yeah. to be. Your women became concubines and the men became slaves. And now we're more sophisticated. We put your asses on a reservation. We don't need to fucking apologize to you anymore. You lost. If you wanted to do better, maybe you should have invented technology other than a fucking stick, a, a fucking rock attached to a fucking stick, and then firing it off a horseback. We made a gun. It fires a piece of metal with an explosion and it'll blow your fucking head off good luck indigenous peoples my ass this this cuckold i cannot believe this guy is uh, seriously a contender of why of what we consider to be a world leader yeah like people hold up trump he's mean to people maybe if we fucking need to be <laughs> we don't need this guy giving everyone a fucking hug if 9-11 happened to Canada right now, his speech would not be about how we need to get the people, make the people who did this held responsible. It'd be like, we need to get the people who did this and have a nice little tea party where we apologize for whatever transgression we did that caused them to want to feel this way. No, we need to bomb them off the face of the planet. And we finished doing that. We need to bomb some of the people around them just for good fucking measure. Ugh. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to. I think we. I think we need to invade Canada. Uh huh. And annex it. Annex it and free them from the tyranny of this huge faggot. Uh, because they're like, this. I. You just. I cannot abide by humans like this. Um, the blackface. Oh, did you hear about this one? 
during the pandemic, when everyone's locked down, told to stay yeah. home, yeah. he approved increasing the internet fees for people. <laughs> people have nothing to do but use the yeah, internet. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, we fucking charge him more. What the fuck goes through your head where you think that's a good idea? More people using the internet. And they <laughs> We're going to run more out of internet. It, they pay more for it. That's more money, man. We're going to run out of internet. If everyone's trying to get on it, we're going to burn up these internet rainforests. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do here with data caps, right? They're sending, they're sending people's data caps. Now, now that things are starting to return to normal, they're starting to set data caps at going like, we raise your data cap to slightly above what you did during this uh-huh. period of time where you had to work from home and you're doing nothing but streaming. And everyone goes like, oh, that's really nice, you cable company. I really appreciate that. And then Netflix goes, we're, we're streaming 8K video to every device. <laughs> so that video feed that was one gigabit per second is now two. And uh, that's going to be coming out of your internet bill. Because suddenly your bandwidth is getting eaten up. And then they go, oh, uh, well, if you want to have more internet, that's going to cost you you know, another 100 bucks a month. Yeah. You're trying to, you can't do all the streaming. Such a scam, such a garbage thing to do. While these people are hurting, while they're they're out of work because of you, you then kick them while they're down by raising their bills that they're trying to pay with the fucking meager stipend that your cover your government gave them. Let them go back to work. Then they can pay whatever internet rates you want. And the man's frankly disgusting. And again. I don't really care about blackface. Uh-huh. My problem is that we will cancel every every once a year. Robert Downey Jr. try they try to cancel him for Tropic Thunder. Yeah, because they yeah. don't get the joke. Uh-huh. But then guys like this, you know, uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards had a meltdown at Laugh Factory a few years after Seinfeld. Yep. He's been persona non grata ever since. Yes, this man can wear blackface on multiple occasions in fucking school yearbooks. Uh, as as a employee of a school can wear blackface no problem because his politics are in the right spot yeah ted danson wearing wearing blackface no big deal what did ted danson do he did it at the grammys or something with Whoopi goldberg yikes yeah it's uh back when he was fucking Whoopi. yes i think he was fucking Whoopi at the time and then uh howard stern Howard Stern also did blackface. He did it in response to uh, Ted Danson doing blackface. Uh-huh. It's like two two wrongs make a right, I guess. Like full minstrel blackface, the Whoa. white lips and everything. And a mullet. Well, he always had the mullet in the 80s. Yeah, yeah it's pretty embarrassing. Yikes. Howard Stern also did blackface. Oh, there's no pictures of it here. Oh, yeah, there's one. Again, full minstrel look blackface. Yeah. Even if it is a parody, I mean, <laughs> you're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Blackface is hilarious. I mean, who doesn't love it when uh, Gene Wilder walks out in Silver Street? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> what was that other movie, Soul Man? Soul Man. With Gene Wilder? No, not Gene Wilder. Uh. It's not Anthony Michael Hall, but it's also not Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Soul Man. Some more is blackface in that. Oh, the whole movie is him doing blackface. 
That's yeah. uh <laughs> okay. It's not a it's not a bit in the movie. It's the That's the movie. That's the movie. Like white chicks. Yes. Yeah. Uh here's here's a great article. Why Justin Trudeau may be more dangerous than Harper. The uh his key positions he's taken thus far support the sellout of our strategic energy sources to the Chinese government, giving away our sovereignty through the Canada-China trade deal. New pipelines to expand the tar sands hardly vary from those of Prime Minister Harper. They just look and sound more attractive coming from Canada's prodigal son. Yeah. It was uh, C. Thomas Howell. C. You, Thomas Howell. You can see where I got confused there. Yeah. Oh. That is, uh, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Trudeau is a bought and paid for Chinese shill. Is he it, is, is it more embarrassing than this photo from the movie? <laughs> Him in a pimp outfit eating a piece of watermelon. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yep. Trudeau is a traitor to his country. He's a he's a racist. How do you how do you at what what decade, right? What year does someone go like, "Hey, you should do blackface for this," and and you say, "Yeah, I think it's still okay." I, I feel like my entire lifetime, we've always kind of figured, yeah, that blackface not very, yeah, not okay. that, mo- that movie. Soul Man was nineteen eighty six. Yeah, we um, saw Dan Aykroyd do it in nineteen eighty three. So I think let's just say eighty five. Eighty five is because this movie was this movie cute. was did not do well. Not 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 be, <laughs> not for lack of trying, you know me. If right, if I'm if anybody ever said like, hey, let's do blackface for this thing, I'd be like, that's very funny, uh-huh. but uh, I'm not gonna do that yeah. because um, I don't want a photo of that to then show up anywhere and for whatever reason, sure, to get canceled because that's the thing that happens now. Yeah, maybe in the '90s it wasn't happening, but it was. It, it, I mean, it started to happen. When Ted Danson did it, it was a huge scandal. Ugh. It's frankly embarrassing. This guy is embarrassing. He's embarrassing for his country. And then people point at him and go like, "Why can't we have a president like uh, like like him?" Like, well, number one, because our country is not inundated with huge faggots. I'm I'm amazed that Canada can get a drama teacher can run for for president. <laughs> right? That's yeah. that's frankly amazing because it seems like in the United States you have to be a millionaire either through conning your way through politics uh-huh. or just by being a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. In order to get elected. So I'm kind of curious how that worked out. But, you know, people say. I think it's the same way. If My guess is the same way Mad Cucks was created in the lab. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's got to be a thing where it's got to be. It's got to be him. Sucking off the right people to that have the enough blackmail on them to keep them, yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. him doing the things they want. He walked in on someone real powerful doing something real wrong, <laughs> or vice versa, or vice versa. And that's the only reason why he can still exist because yeah. they were talking about recalling him last year, and then he re won one re election again. And I was frankly astounded. The guy's done nothing for you, nothing except sell you out. Yep, and then lecture you about it. Oh yeah, you live on stolen land. I live on. St- Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> well, then give it back. Yeah, then give it back. All these people that say things like that, it's like then fucking move away. Yeah, fucking move back to Europe. Pay seventy percent of your income in taxes. Have fun. Uh, from what I hear, Canada's close to that, anyways. You know that's the price. That's the tax on whiskey in the UK. Seventy percent. 
you pay 40% less for, it, for... Apparently in Canada, it's not that far off. Yeah. Scotch whiskey imported from Scotland yeah. to America, you pay 40% less than if you were to buy that same bottle in Scotland. That is fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. Huh. I don't... That math doesn't... It doesn't make any sense, no. does it? No. So anyway, well, that brings us to the Miller episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from the depths of the internet. Do you remember Google Stadia? Uh, the video game thing? Yeah. Yes. It's still a thing. Shutting down? Oh. Well, uh... Almost. Uh, they're just not going to make, they're not going to make games just for Stadia anymore. Google is shutting down its, uh, Oh wow. Who could have possibly it's seen Google Stadia development studio. Uh, there were games that were only for Stadia. There were Stadia exclusives. There were Stadia exclusives. Wow. I had no out idea. and being made. Uh, Uh, they had two game studios, one in Montreal, and one in Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. I guess there weren't any. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's definitely a money laundering scheme, uh -huh. including uh, Jade Raymond, who was uh, like a like like who led pretty much led the Assassin's Creed series before she left uh, Ubisoft. Uh, apparently, they're still keeping Sadie around for the non exclusive yeah. games until they don't anymore yeah yeah stadia stadia seems to be a uh, just a tax write-off yeah basically going like yeah we uh, google doesn't make any money and stadia doesn't make any money and pixel phones don't make any money and somehow uh -huh. despite being one of the biggest corporations on earth we make zero dollars <laughs> oh guess we don't have to pay any taxes well uh speaking of stadia our second news story um, is Stadia related? Uh, do you, Tyler, are you familiar with the game Terraria? I've heard of it. But I've it's like a two it. D side scrolling Minecraft kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, it's it, it's an indie game. Yeah. Uh, you know, started out as a small team. Um. Well, uh, it was supposed to get a Google Stadia release this year, uh, but that is now officially canceled because. The creator of Terraria, Andrew Spinks, was locked out of his Google account. So he said, fuck you. I'm not putting my game out on your on your nice. platform. Um, apparently, earlier, early, apparently earlier, earlier in January, uh, the developers uh, said that they had lost access to their, their YouTube channel and they were trying to solve the issue with Google. And then uh, th three weeks had passed and Google had done jack shit for them. This is the this is the tweet. At Google, my account has now been disabled for over three weeks. I still have no idea why. And after using every resource I have to get this resolved, you have done nothing but giving me the runaround. Um, uh, they lost uh, access to thousands of dollars worth of apps. On a f uh, the the lead developer lost access to his fifteen year old personal Gmail address. Holy shit! And all the files stored on the Google Drive, of course. Oh man. Uh. Here's, here's, through, here's, through a, some kind of hack. 
Well, I mean, uh, that's that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. I have, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. Good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the problem with Google is yeah. that there's no customer service for yes. you because yeah. you're not the customer. Yep. So if you have a problem like getting locked out of an account and the automated system can't handle it, you're just fucked. You go post on a forum and you hope someone finds it in the next 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and you're thinking, well, this is a little indie game. Um, Surely this is like the, they slip through the cracks because they're so small. Or that like, oh, what, what's that going to impact Google Stadia? Uh, Terraria has sold over 30 million copies. <laughs> Yeah. And it's still regularly amongst the top played Steam games on a daily basis. Yeah. So uh So he did it. He killed Stadia. <laughs> what a hero. Well, we got one last news story. And this one kind of made the rounds a little bit. So you uh you have definitely already heard about this, but uh this happened in Tennessee this past weekend. Uh one person was killed in a shooting in Old Hickory. Um after a YouTube prank gone bad. Oh, goodness. Uh, it happened uh, in the evening. Um, it was apparently outside of a uh, uh, an urban air trampoline park. Yeah, we have one of those. We in got town. one of those. Um, this guy, Timothy Wilkes, and his friends were participating in a prank robbery. A prank robbery <laughs> as part of a YouTube Give me video. all the money out of the register. I ain't just kidding. And uh, so for the video, they approached a group of people, including the person that killed him, uh, with butcher knives. Mm. Uh, the shooter told police he wasn't aware that the robbery was a prank. So he shot the me. Shot. Yeah. He yeah. shot him. My first thought when I see a robbery going on is this must be a prank. <laughs> or, uh, well, he, he was the guy getting robbed, right? He he was the yeah. guy getting fake robbed. So if some if a couple guys come up to you brandishing knives. butcher knives and you're carrying, I'm shooting them. You're shooting them. Yeah. Um. He, the, you know what the the kicker was? I have, I have terrible nightmares where where I find someone in the house and I have to kill them. Oh, I've had those. Yeah, I've had yeah. those before too. And, and I don't like they're terrible nightmares. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God that didn't happen. Yes. But in the moment, there's not a second of hesitation. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um, if I if you had to guess, let's play a fun game of guessing of uh, uh, what race is the YouTube person? Oh, white. And what race was the shooter? Also white. No. Oh, really? Was the shooter black? Yeah, because because oh. uh, well, here's the thing, right? First of all, it was his legal carry weapon. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that guy is not in jail. Is he in I, jail yet? No, he's not. That's good because I was it really was worried. Very that clearly, self defense. Regardless of the race, they were just going to take him to jail as an example. Yeah. Well, it's very clearly self defense. But here's the thing, right? This guy was a YouTuber uh-huh. that did pranks. Um. What kind of pranks do you think he did? Did he do things like shouting cops in the ghetto? Yeah. Uh, Couldn't happen to a better guy. I'm not going to watch the video, but uh, on this uh, this version of the story, um, so they posted one of his videos. Uh, here is a sample video of the type of videos that this YouTuber created. The um, 
the name of the, the video is Hella Sus Songs in the Hood Prank Part 4. So this guy is an affluent white male who goes to uh, black neighborhoods black neighborhoods, and does YouTube pranks. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really hard to feel sorry for this dude. Uh-huh. Uh, what a, my favorite my favorite part of this whole thing is uh this is a clip from uh that was struggling to talk it this is a clip from as a screenshot from one of the youtube videos clearly showing the kind of content uh, this man makes yeah it's him talking with another black man or talking him talking to a, a black guy and the black guy is looking at camera like the fuck is this honky doing <laughs> <laughs> You jive ass motherfucker. <laughs> uh, that's embarrassing. Yep. Well, this has been the Réseau Nouvelle Rikida. Definitivement pas de fausse nouvelle. And that takes care of our legal obligations, but you know what it doesn't take care of, Tim? What? Uh, pulling pranks in the hood. If you want to help us pull <laughs> some pranks in the hood, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for Here's What I Don't Get, which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs, like our commentary of WandaVision. Uh, we have our $5 tier. Where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. Where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We'll be recording one of those next week. And then we have our $10 tier where you, the fan, submit a film. We sit down and watch and record a feature-length commentary. Uh, for January, we did Pootie Tang. Uh-huh. The voting is up right now for um, the movie commentary for February, which we'll probably also record next week. And the, there is a con- clear front runner. It has... But... Okay. There's not saying that a truck full of votes could show up prior to recording and drop them off and the recount result in us watching uh, Dumb and Dumber again, yeah. an even extra, though it's not an option on the list. An extra 80,000 first place votes <laughs> would just put it in second place, I think. So anyway, uh, you know, if you haven't voted yet, go check, go vote. Uh, there's a link in the Discord. There's a link that was sent to you on Patreon. Even if you're not in that tier, you will get those movie commentaries eventually because we roll them back yes. every year. Then finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you get to have a say in the show. You get to request guests or issues or uh, ban a person from being on the show, support a person being on the show. You can get special commentaries. You can get special bonus episodes. You can make us watch a, some YouTube videos and talk about them. You can make us try and play it, try out a game and maybe. Uh, anything you want to suggest, we will do our utmost to fulfill. There's a new post on uh, the Patreon for our Spite producers to fill out their demands this month. I know some of them already sent them to me on the other ways, in which case you can ignore it or double down. Either way totally fine it's just a, like an easier way to keep track of all keep that track stuff. of who wants what when and how yes uh we have we have some comments here that i want to read we've got one from two from last week's episode from zach owen he said i like uh season seven this season seven d space nine character i was talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. uh the, i do agree that she's around too much though because they are trying to characterize the fuck out of her because the show was ending 
And I agree with him completely. And then he also says, Troy exists to explain the autistic viewing audience, the emotions of the two bit bad guy actor. <laughs> they found a lot that week. And that is the most concise description of why Troy is useless. I've ever oh, heard. Oh boy. We've also got one from Hamilton Berger on the soldier commentary. We did for him last week as a spite producer demand uh-huh. uh, for January. Just finished watching soldier while listening to the review. It synced up well, though buffering on the movie on my end. Man, I had to pause the commentary for a couple of seconds once or twice to resync it, but it was never more than a second or so off. Great rewatch and a solid commentary. Thank you both again for this, which is great because I had to stitch together that commentary. Uh-huh. We took lunch in the middle of the commentary. Yeah. We watched like we watched 30 minutes of the movie and the internet got so bad that it was just like, fuck this, let's go eat. And we went and ate lunch <laughs> and came back to suddenly faster internet. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, Hamilton Berger also requested that Justin Trudeau issue this week as a spite producer. Uh-huh. And uh, Tim, I think he's got another request for an issue. What's your second yeah, issue? So, so speaking of Canadians, here's what I don't get. Canada. Oh, Canada. Just in general. Uh, it's the weird... Canada is the weird sister cousin of the U.S. and the U.K. Yeah. Uh, and I mean sister cousin. It, I, no, I feel like it feels like our step, our step sister, step sister cousin. Yeah, right. Or like, uh, or or like it's your um, uh, your sister cousin's best friend who might also be your cousin's kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a there's there's some sort of inbreeding somewhere in the line. Um, we know we're related, so we can't fuck. Yeah, but we're not really sure where the line is on that. Uh huh. Yeah, because uh, sometimes you're very, like the line is very clear. And she got big titties. But but <laughs> what's a man supposed to do? <laughs> but if the if the if the word first comes in front of that cousin name, that's no go. And sometimes she sits on your lap and she's like like bouncing around, and you, and you used to get a boner, and you go like, I didn't think this was supposed to happen. What is going on? Damn it, Canada! And that's uh, how we got Maine. um here's the thing canada is is a country of imports and exports yes right um name things that canada makes um syrup maple syrup maple syrup bingo in your face <laughs> probably like the the, <laughs> the number one thing they're known for canadian whiskey sure canadian whiskey yeah which to be honest i have heard from whiskey snobs that aren't you are is the lesser of the whiskeys <laughs> yeah it's not very the lesser of the regional whiskeys not not anything that i would they don't make anything tends- that other people don't have that's the thing. That, it's like, oh, this is Canadian rye whiskey. How is this different than American rye whiskey? It's not. No, we made it. We made it here. Made it north. It's, of it's the a ma- little colder. Yeah. Um. So we got maple syrup. We got Canadian whiskey. Uh, poutine. Actually, the big difference between American like Canadian whiskey is Canadian whiskey is double distilled. Uh huh. So it's a little smoother than Amer- than other whiskeys, which is why I think people don't think it's great because this double distilling takes out some of the flavor. Some of the flavor, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I want to say was they're a country of imports and exports. They import all their goods and then they tax the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently- They have value-added taxes. They it, That's not what it's called, but- That's a function it, of that's it. That's a function of value-added taxes. Um, 
but on the on the um on the fun stuff they import fun stuff like alcohol mm-hmm. um and they tax that like i think it's like 50 to 70 percent uh syntax yeah yeah and then you go to the store and and buy it and you get taxed again nice so you, they tax their own taxes taxing the taxes yep i love that um and as we know, taxation is theft. Of course, uh, and then the uh, and then exports, they don't export anything they make, other than this is where their big export is Canadians. Yeah, how many people? How many famous stars how are there? Famous that just stars fled south. Well, hey, yeah, I was gonna say how many famous stars flee north? <laughs> Almost none. Uh, none, unless your movie's shooting in Vancouver. And then you're there for six months in a, in a hotel. They're always threatening it, though, right? They're always like, if Donald Trump gets reelected, I'm moving to Canada. Like, yeah, I'm, uh-huh. sure, I'm sure, sure you are. Uh-huh. Yeah, have fun waiting uh, in the ER for 12 hours to uh, get some stitches. They have they have universal health care. Why can't we? Well, because they have about a third of our population <laughs> and about five times our tax rate. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that Canada is mostly a few big cities. Yes, gathered near the border. Oh, by the border. That's the other thing is you have to live. You have to live near the border. Hundreds of miles of expanses of fuck all, except for polar bears, and with one, one big highway. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but there's um, one highway through Canada. One highway through Canada. Ventura Highway. Uh, in the alligator lizards in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird. I, it's. Uh, I've always found that line weird. I've found most of that song weird. Sure, sure. Um, but alligator lizards in the air. Is it, are the alligators? No, they're alligator lizards. Tim. What's an alligator lizard? It's a lizard it's, that's in the air. But is it a lizard that looks like an alligator, or the lizard that is an alligator? Because alligators are lizards. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, and it lives in the air. Yeah, and then I got to thinking about. Uh, so a lot of this is that I hear Canadians and other like people say they'll move to Canada because yes. the U S is so bad. Yeah. But Canadians are always moving down here. Yeah. Uh, you want to know why <laughs> I saw this great clip while I was doing research for the Justin Trudeau show. Uh-huh. That was about Mike Myers. Yes. And on Canada today, he's in LA talking about how great Canada is. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, you moved to LA to get out of the taxes, you dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the and he was only on, he was only on, it was like CNBC or something, yeah. or CTV or something. Uh-huh. Uh and he was only on to uh promote a book he had just written. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like, oh, it's Canada it's Canada Day. Um I want to talk about how much I love Canada. It's like it's Canada Day. I'm trying to sell my book from LA because I hate you. <laughs> Sure, I root for the Maple Leafs, but uh, I'm not paying into the system anymore. Yeah, he looked real bloated. Uh, he was in a they did a Wayne's World yeah commercial for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Hell yeah. Dana Carvey looked better than he did. That's embarrassing. I know. <laughs> um, so you talked enough about Justin Trudeau. Yes. Um, and how he's a cuck. Sure, sure. Um, here's here's the thing, is that I I also the other thing I hear is is that um. How how much better they've got it? Yes, constantly how, and, hear that and, shit. And how much nicer of a people they are? Um, those people people who say that haven't spent time in the right parts of Texas. Sure, uh, 
Or I dare say Oklahoma, I'd say. I'd say right. Oklahoma, too. Um, Probably the Midwest up there, too, there. Yeah. Uh, I think people tend to forget about one person that I think... Uh, ex- Rob Ford. <laughs> exemplifies the worst of Canada, and that is Rob Ford. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! This is the Rob Ford fun hour on Here's What I Don't Get. <laughs> I pulled up the Wikipedia page of Rob Ford. I read this last night, and I could not stop laughing. That because- dude was a le- is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, he's a legend, all right. Yeah. This is going to take a while. Legend in my pants. <laughs> uh, let's start with 2008. <laughs> That's a, that was a it's nine- like a frontline special in 2008. Uh, that was a 911 call from the Ford home. He was charged with assault and threatening to kill his wife. Who hasn't been there, man? Right. We've all been um, there. Two separate incidents, one in October 2011, the other in December 2011. Police were called again to the Ford's home to, to investigate domestic disputes. Um, during the Christmas Day incident, oh, it was, it was not just December 2011, it was Christmas Day, his mother-in-law called 911 between 4 and 5 a.m. local time, 4 and 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. She was concerned that Ford had been drinking and was going to take his children to Florida against his wife's wishes. He was drinking and going to take the, while still drunk, take them to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's quite drunk. We're going to Disneyland, kids! We're going to Disneyland! Pack your Crocs. Uh-huh. He's got a mugshot from Miami, Florida from 1999. Nice. Um, uh, in April of 2006, he attended a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, hockey game, was clearly intoxicated, loudly using profanity and insulting people. Yeah. Uh, it's Rob Ford. Three days later, he was confronted about it. And denied he was having he denied he was at the game. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. That wasn't me. That was my evil t- twin. Uh-huh. Fob Ward. Yes. Uh in 2006, after his dad passed away, he transitioned to crack cocaine use. Nice. Um apparently, uh, uh, he would come home at night, uh, drink heavily, uh, do cocaine, and s- supposedly heroin, and prescription pills. Um, during his 2010 mayoral campaign, that's the thing is Rob Ford was mayor of Toronto, which yes. is basically their, their new second year. biggest city. It's basically is that, that their biggest city? That's their biggest. City. Montreal's their second biggest. It's city. basically their New York City. It's their New York City. Yeah. Um, imagine the mayor of New York City being an active crackhead. Um, uh, is that different than what it is now? <laughs> During his 2010 uh, mayoral campaign, the the mugshot from his DUI and marijuana possession from Florida from 1999 came out. Um, when he was first confronted with this during a campaign, he denied it. When presented with the arrest campaign or with the arrest paperwork, he apologized and claimed he had forgotten about it. <laughs> I've done a lot of drugs since then. Uh-huh. Can't keep it all straight. I just loved all the photos of Rob Ford, like partying They're with his so, shirt off and oh, shit. Man. Just like completely flushed red. Now he's dead. Uh, at, uh, at a St. Patrick's Day festival in March 2012, during his m- term as mayor, during his term as mayor, uh, he was, quote, very intoxicated at City Hall. Uh, apparently he had a quote wild party in his office 
where he knocked down a staffer, uh, insulted dozens of people, then went to a restaurant. Uh, according to one server, he did cocaine in a private room at that restaurant. He then flailed around on the restaurant's dance floor, returned to City Hall by cab, making racial slurs to the driver, then wandered around City Hall after two a- until after 2 a.m. with a bottle of brandy, um, using profane language at, his, at a different staffer, before security arranged for him to be taken home. Uh, so what you're saying is uh, the myth, the myth, the idea that Canadians are all nice is a myth. Yes. As evidenced by Rob. Uh-huh. Uh, his staff then tried to convince him to get treatment for his alcoholism, um, but he refused. He was then uh, caught smoking weed in a shopping, uh, a shopping parking, a shopping store parking lot. Uh, in February 2013, he attended the Garrison Ball, which I have no idea what that is. Some sort of it's a ball for Garrison Keeler, sure. um, Canada's favorite son. He was reportedly uh, babbling incoherently, and his staff ushered him out after an event organizer asked him to leave. In March of 2013, this is a month later, he was accused of groping a former mayoral candidate at a social event. Um, and she's she publicly stated at the time that she thought he was high on cocaine when it happened. It was around that time the mayor of your biggest city was recorded on video smoking crack. Yeah. Rock and roll, Tim. Yeah. Which then the I feel de- like Tulsa would be a better place if we get our mayor to uh-huh. smoke some crack. Yeah. Instead of polls. <laughs> um GT Bynum's a faggot. Yeah. And then uh, April 2014, he was involved in another incident at the Canada Care, Canada Air Center. Uh, he, along with his uh, budget chief, were denied access to the director's lounge. Uh, he was recorded on video uh, cussing out the security staff. Uh, he later denied being intoxicated during the incident. This guy's guy whole life is just going like, did this thing happen? Yeah, no. Here's proof this happened. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yep. Uh, and then tw- he smokes tw- some more crack and causes another gap. 2016 was when the uh, the video was officially released of him smoking crack. Um. Shortly before he admitted to smoking crack in that video, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "Whatever this video shows, Toronto residents deserve to see it, and people need to judge for themselves <laughs> what they see on the video." You judge for yourself how much crack is too much. (laughs) The thing, uh, I mean, that's amazing about Rob Ford, but Canada as a whole uh, is just filled with some of the most smug. You know, he's he's obviously the fringe. Yeah. But there's just the smug self-centeredness of Canadians being like on Twitter. I'm from Canada. Uh, I I don't like you guys are are electing Trump. Yeah, it's none of your fucking business. Uh, (laughs) When you guys are are electing your new princess or queen or whoever the fuck's in charge. We don't care. I'm not watching the news like, oh, does does Trump have enough labor votes or Trudeau have enough labor votes to get in? Oh, 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 oh. Is Kevin McCarthy or whatever that fucking guy from Shark Tank? Maybe he's the one. Nobody gives a shit. It's not our problem. It's not our country. So mind your country's business. We'll mind our country's business. If we need to go to war, we'll call you. Yeah. If we need to get to Alaska, we'll drive through you. <laughs> unless, yeah, unless like unless that Canada's running on a, hey, if I get elected, we'll bomb America. You know what pisses me off is that 
1776, Canada decided to be like, no, 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 we're sticking with uh, we're sticking with the UK. And then they yep. only got their freedom because the UK decided to cut their losses. Yes. And they, they you guys are too far away. Canada was not worth it. And they go, yeah, we're the same as you. We're our own independent nation. Like, yeah, but you're your own independent nation the way that uh, – the way that we bought our first car by getting a job and working uh-huh. hard and getting money together and finding a guy making a deal. And your and mom and dad just gave you their old car because they decided to buy it. Mom, Alexis. <laughs> so you got her old Corolla. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we both own cars. Like, yeah, but mine's a Mustang and yours is a Tesla. <laughs> what a... And the fact that you know, two thirds of their land is completely unusable. If it weren't for the oil, uninhabitable, uninhabitable. Yeah. If it weren't for the oil, that land, it's just, it's just dead weight. So much of your country is just dead weight. Islands that stretch out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The whole of the country is almost uninhabitable. Yeah. Like I have said on this podcast, even that I like winter and uh-huh. I like the snow and I like the cold, but I like it the way a reasonable person likes it. <laughs> yeah. We're about to have a day where the high is 18 and the low is one. And our friend and it, just texted us and said, I can't fucking handle this shit. <laughs> and I got to agree with him. And I guarantee, I, I, ha- I have to agree with him. I guarantee you on that day, I'm going to be miserably cold. Yeah. But that's for one day. It's one day. This They have that for a whole season. It starts like that in I'm November like, it's like and it seven lasts months. until March. Yeah. It's got, oh, just miserable. <laughs> miserable. You know, the... They're just, they're even further north than our most northern cities that have terrible winters. The people yeah. in Wisconsin and Minnesota sure. who go like, yeah, we're under you know North Dakota, we're under feet and feet of snow for most yeah, of yep. the fall and winter. Yes, Canada has it even worse because yeah. they're even that many more degrees north. <laughs> uh, I'm frankly amazed that anyone can survive up there. Yeah, uh, the I've been watching. I started watching the show called Nineteen Two. Canadian cop show uh-huh. and the most shocking thing in that show is the cops carry guns yeah I was not <laughs> expecting that it's for the bears <laughs> uh, Harry gay man of yes. course yeah uh yeah uh, it's also apparently it's a remake it's a remake of a French Canadian show that was on while the non-French version was on television. Don't get me started on the French Canadians. Fucking French Canadians. If, if 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 I don't if if everything I we have said about Canada applies like ten times as bad to the French Canadians. Oh, they're the worst. Apparently, the the French don't even like them. The French. No. Well, part part of that is because they've butchered the language. Yeah. Um. Bonjour. Yeah. Uh. Apparently, from what I know. The all the all official government stuff, not just in Quebec mm-hmm. and Montreal, mm-hmm. across all of Canada, is in French. Mm-hmm. Like all of their official business is done in French. Yeah, even if you don't live in French Canada, I think it's in both languages. Like signs will be like stop, and then halt. They do that with the metric system too. Metric system's a waste. Sure, but they, but they they can't decide. No, nor should, well, the, yeah, you, you shouldn't use They can't decide system. if they want to speak French or English. They can't decide if they want to use metric or imperial. Or imperial. Those are two kinds of countries, Tim. Countries that use the metric system and countries that have been to the moon. 
And you got to decide which one of those you want to be. I guarantee you it's not metric system. <laughs> well, uh, here's my second issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Oh, the death of the GED. Do you remember You remember our parents used to talk about, I think you and I were, who were we talking to? We were talking to my stepmom. We were driving over here after dropping my car off at yeah, the yeah, yeah. shop, and we were talking about school, and we were talking about how when she was in school, they had wood shop yep. and metal shop and an automotive shop yep. and home ec and all these different classes that would teach you how to do things for the world yes. because it was a general education degree. Yeah. Now, all these schools are college prep. Yep where the idea is you need to learn all these academics so that you can go into an academic field yes. so you can be academic instead of learning anything of actual usable skills. Yep. And I don't want, I don't think everybody needs to go to college. I think we need to promote trade schools again, but at the same time, I do think everybody should have like a functional understanding of how to hang a picture on their own fucking uh -huh. wall. That's why we have hammerless millennials out there. Yep. And, simple things like being able to check, you know, check your own oil on your car, being able to figure out if, if your tire pressure is right. Uh, you unscrew the thing and, and look at a stick, see if it's wet. Having a basic understanding of, of how, like my sisters don't know how to cook. They don't know how to turn on the oven. Yeah. Turn on the oven. It's unbelievable. Yep. And I think it's a huge failing of school and, and, Instead of instead of seeing this, you know, high dropout rate that we're having now, they're not going to see this and go like, oh, maybe we should arm these kids with skills that they could possibly use, potentially use to, you know, have some sense in their life. Because the things you learn in wood shop or metal shop or automotive shop, it's not just like, oh, I can build a box to store things in, right? It's I can figure out how to make things fit together. Yeah. I if I know understand how things fit together, I can understand how to make them work if they're broken uh -huh. or a little a little troubleshooting here and there. Oh, I understand, you know, this fusing of metal. I understand how the car puts gets put back together. So if I have a problem, I can narrow it down to an area or an issue. So when I go to take it to a mechanic to have it fixed, because it's not in my skill set, uh -huh. the mechanic doesn't go like, oh, uh, now, yeah, you're going to need a new hydro spinner and a main manifold intake valve. It's $12,000. $12,000. Like, uh, or you can sell a car to me for a thousand bucks. Go buy a new one. Like, oh, that sounds good to me. And you <laughs> just sold a perfectly good car because you were scammed by someone who made up fancy words to you. Or like, hey, I know what temperature this particular metal melts at. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's mind boggling to me is that they've tried to church up schools to be something more, especially here in Tulsa, because we had Booker T. Washington, which is a magnet school, and it's it, you know the it was the top school in the state, yeah. and it was a I think ranked nationally in the yep. in the five hundreds or somewhere in there, right? And then you have Edison, which is an Edison preparatory school, also college prep, yep. like you're trying to send your students to college. And then you had just all these shitty schools, like yeah. Rogers and East Central. Wilson. And Wilson is a middle school, Tim. Oh, that's right. Not yeah. a high school, you piece of shit. 
What do I care about the what? What do I care about the shitty schools? Nathan Hale. Yeah. Well, they tried. Central. They tried to church it up a few years ago by making yes. all of these schools new names. So, like, they made McLean, which is Fifty Sixth Street North, and in Tulsa, <laughs> North means poor people who have a pigment that's darker <laughs> than Tim and I's. They made that uh, school the S- Tulsa School of Science and Technology. Yes. <laughs> like, those kids aren't learning science and technology. <laughs> they made, there's a school, uh, they made a, there's a performing arts school now uh-huh. that's also on the northwestern <laughs> side of town and has a certain demographic, yep. and they're not teaching performing arts. <laughs> They made Nathan Hale the a school for the culinary and hospitality. Yeah, the culinary, culinary like you fucking teach them to flip burgers. Yeah, and they churched it all up like these kids are. Oh, okay, you're you're choosing a path. Like you're yeah. not choosing a path. You're choosing the same dropout school these schools have always been. They just put a fancier name on yep. them so they can pretend that there's there's something going on that's not there. Yeah. Uh, instead of. Instead of teaching all of these kids some skills, you're just selectively teaching kids certain skills so they are trapped yeah. in a certain path based on their academic achievement when they leave the eighth grade. It's pathetic. And then you have all these people that get out into the world with no problem-solving ability uh-huh. because that's what you learn by doing things, right? You can do all the math problems you want in math class in middle school and high school and college and go, you know, take pre-calculus and calculus and trigonometry and physics and all that shit. But then you get out in the real world and it's like, okay, I understand that if I throw this bowling ball with a certain amount of force on this arc and line it up on this certain line at this specific vector, it should knock over all the pins. But until you sling the bowling ball, you don't understand you suck at bowling. (laughs) Yeah, there need the yeah, there needs to be something like would would you call it like applied physics? Applied no, they just need to bring back shop classes. That, they need they need too. to they need to and and the home ex teach kids how to cook, teach kids how to balance checkbooks, teach kids how compound interest works on loans, how to sew and a button back on account, their jacket, how to sew stuff back onto your clothes. So that we don't have to live in this world of materialism and disposability. So yeah. that when a a you tear the end of your pants instead of just going like, well, I guess I'm either wearing torn pants forever or throwing these away. You can go, oh, yeah. I I buy this two, $5 sewing kit that comes with a bunch of different threads and a bunch of different needles and scissors and everything else that I need to just quickly sew this up and boom. Now my pants are fixed. No big deal. Also, you also know how to sew a wound back together now. Yes. Congratulations. All, parallel skills. Yeah. I know how to cook cooking for yourself. I'm just amazed that my sister's 13 has no idea how to make food for herself uh, unless it's microwave microwave. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, by the time I was 13, I was cooking full dinners for my whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly once a week, at least. Yep. And then assisting on the other nights. And then my, uh, my other sister who's 20 now, she didn't really learn how to cook until she was out on her own and just kind of taught herself. Yeah, I'm thinking, how did that happen? Well, it's because I cooked all, all the time. That happened with my brother. And yeah, before he left the house to 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 move for his master's uh, and doctorate now, uh, yeah, he was like, you know what? I I need to learn how to cook. I'm I'm gonna be living on my own. So he spent like two months being like, okay, here we go. I'm cooking now. Yeah. And the last meal he cooked us before he left was amazing. I still think about it. 
I don't think I don't think that you have to go. Okay, we gotta get we gotta you know teach all these kids. Every kid needs to go to wood shop, and every kid needs no. to go to. Uh, but they me- they need to be able to. It pick. needs to be an option. Yeah, and you know maybe we could get rid of a few of these humanities classes that teach you nothing. Yeah, some of these just filler music courses that you're never gonna music like, history. I, I love music history. You're never gonna use any of that. No. I, and I'm talking about in high school, not in college. Yeah, uh, you know instead of instead of offering three levels of jazz band uh-huh. maybe only offer two levels of jazz band and uh, and put a shot back in your school or here's here, here's what i, what and, I never got and was make home ec an, a mandatory class offer, that's a class you should absolutely have to take yeah you offer one jazz band class uh-huh uh um and you i mean is it too much for a teacher to ask, is it too much to ask for a teacher to be able to handle multiple levels in the same class? In the same class? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, of, I had I had classes in college that did it. Yeah. Well, instead of mandating a foreign language, uh-huh. which you never really learn and you never really use, give give students a chance to learn a skill that not a, not even a skill, just as basic tool of survival. See, teach them how to build a budget. Yeah. So that they un- and teach them how to understand debt and teach them how to understand income and interest and fees and all of those little things that you learn the hardware way by fucking things up constantly. If you if you understood how to how to put together a budget and how to give yourself overhead and how interest works on your credit cards. You wouldn't get into college, apply for your first credit card, run the whole bill up yeah. on Minecraft skins, <laughs> and then be stuck like, oh fuck, I gotta pay all this back. And yeah. now, now this hundred dollars that I spent on Minecraft skins becomes a hundred twelve dollars. It adds twelve dollars to that every month, and next month it's going to be fourteen dollars, and the month after that it's going to be sixteen dollars, uh-huh. and it's just going to keep going until I'm never able to pay this off again. That's not a thing they teach you in school. Yeah, you'll have like one day in your math course, like okay, we're going to talk about compound interest, compound interest. You play to the sum, and then that gets applied, and then applied, applied, applied. So after so many times, all right, on to drawing lines some more. <laughs> we're going to put this in here. Look and make a curvy line. Yeah. Whoa, curvy line. Here's the thing about. Uh, when we were in high school, our school uh, provided like where where whereas other schools at the time, and even especially after we left, were cutting all of the like extra classes that weren't the core classes, mm-hmm. or completely changing the school to fit around um, a thingy. A th- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Our school supported those, but it was the 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 barest budget possible. Well, for we so had many stuff. We had the we were in the one percent right where we still had a theater class where you could where we built our own sets. Yeah, uh, but we also con- conversely had a huge art department on the fourth floor uh-huh. where people made hideous things yeah. that that had no artistic merit at all. Uh-huh. And those people are getting a grade in a thing that they they will never use. Yeah. And we're getting, I mean, at least one person in our graduating class decided that was his career. Yes. We, we, we both know who it is. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So imagine, imagine if you could go in and learn how to build wood. Yeah. Or work with metal. And then you go, 
I this is great. I love doing this. Instead of wasting four years at OU or yep. TU or whatever, getting some degree in English or some shit so that I can be marketable for business. Yeah. I'm just going to go to Tulsa welding school for nine months uh-huh. and get a job paying $80,000 a year as a <laughs> welder. Cause this is fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so what I was trying to say was all the stuff that all the extra, extra stuff we had, uh, art, music, all that stuff. A lot of it was as, as far as I can remember, at least the stuff that I liked was mm-hmm. like the bot, the barest budget. Yeah. We still had Aside for the marching band. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we still had, we had a videography. Yeah. Which I took. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a blow off class. Yeah. Cause they had, they got the, they had like, Oh, you know about computers kind of, so you can teach this videography class. Um, must be the same thing. Must be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and so like we, I mean that class, we played quake and halo on the computers when we weren't, doing a project and a project like was just like, Hey dude, make this thing. Yeah. That's the same way that tech theater was aside for, you know, three quarters of the class was doing fuck all every day. Yeah. And I'm sure if like, if that class, like if that class had been, had, had, had not had, had a teacher that wasn't a had, had a teacher. teacher that was, yeah, had, 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 a, <laughs> had, had a better teacher and wasn't, and was like, had a budget. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I I wouldn't have like followed that route because I because I like doing what I did, but like so so much of that that the fringe uh, artistic stuff was the the kid was like there was it's either a blow off class or the kids are left to their own devices. Yeah, or m- more than likely it was uh, everyone knows the blow off class, so everyone so. 85% of the people or 90% of the people in that class sign are in there for, because of the blow-off class. Blow class. And there's yeah. two or three kids that really want to learn about that or do that, that are now their hands are tied. Their because, hands are tied. Yeah. The teacher, the teacher doesn't, the teacher has made this a blow-off class for so many years in a row yeah. that they, they can't buy it back now. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a huge problem. We were in school and I, like I took, I took, um, piano. Yeah. Piano one. Yeah. And, I mean, we learned how to play as the science. By the end of the semester, everyone, everyone, quote everyone, could play as the science go marching in a, a simple version of that. Yep. You know, uh, by the end of the semester. But other than that, it's it was a blow off class. Yeah. Uh, I listened to the radio in it. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. But when I when I went to college and and took a films my first film scoring class i was so enamored with it that after the first week of class i went in and made it your made your it minor. my minor yeah i think that there are opportunities there in that people maybe will find a path that will waste less of their time and do something that fulfills them yeah and i i also think that there's a fringe benefit of making people more self-sufficient and i think that's really important is that people feel I think people lose their agency and you run you start to run into these problems where like the situation I'm in where I I'm trapped with yeah. with what's happened to me yeah. and I don't have any agency to fix that 
And I feel more powerless than I ever have before because I've always had my own agency because I've always been able to solve my own problems. Mm -hmm. And so I just imagine if, if your life is never having the agency to solve your own problems, what does that make you willing to accept? Yeah. So when someone says like, yeah, you can't go to work for a year, uh, it's too dangerous. You just go, Oh, I guess that's out of my control. It's out of my control. I think that a self-sufficient populace is a populace that won't accept tyranny thrown at them. And I, I think that a self-sufficient populace is a, is people that take pride in their work because they know they're capable of doing something, even the littlest things. It's not just, you know, Oh yeah, I'm not great at math class, but you know what I am good at is figuring out these angles and how wood joins together. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm good at doing things with my hands because the other big problem with school is that we now know we've known for decades now that people learn differently. Yeah. You have, you know, visual learners and you have auditory learners. You have people who like to fiddle with things to learn. We know all that. Right. So rather than adapt this, the school environment to the idea that people learn differently and we should help people find the way they learn so that we can most effectively teach a group of people, we just go, no, you're learning the way we taught <laughs> school for hundreds of years yeah. where you sit in the chair and I stand up here and I talk for 45 minutes and at the end of it, you go home with some homework and then you fail that homework and nobody explains to you what you're not getting. Yeah. Uh, we don't need, a, you know, we don't need three levels of photography and art, drawing art, and we don't even need theater, to be honest with you. But what you do need is you need those things that you can actually do. I don't understand why home ec is not was not offered when we were in school. Yeah. I the the reason why I know how to sew is because I took theater and I was forced to take a fucking costume <laughs> construction class. That's why I know how to sew. Yeah. And prior to that, learning to sew on my own for my own projects. That's why I know how to sew. Why was that not just taught in schools? Why don't they teach, you know, there's always the, when you watch these sitcoms from the eighties, like especially yeah. the teenage ones, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to make this casserole for home ec and it exploded. <laughs> and I just go, why does, why do we not have that? Things where they teach you how to iron a shirt, things where they teach you about balancing your checkbook yeah. and big, but if you know how to balance your checkbook, if you know how to budget, if you know how to plan your life. You're not going to make these mistakes that make you beholden to a system. You are going to be able to stand on your own two feet. I mean, I think that that is the purpose is to get that's the purpose of college is to get you into debt up to your eyeballs. So you're forced to take whatever meager job the boomers will offer you so that you can start paying back that thing that is going to crush you and your your entire future ability to earn money and put away wealth like the boomers did that to us. And if you can go and look at a spreadsheet and say, Huh. I'm going to take out a $40,000 loan for 4 years for a degree where the the median income after graduation is $38,000 a year. So I'm going to it's going to take me 10 years to pay off that student loan at which case in which case I will have earned 10% of compound interest on that, making it now closer to $60,000 uh-huh. than I paid off. And in that 10 years, I won't be able to put back any savings to buy a house. So it'll be another 15 years after that to get a house. I'll be 45 by the time I'm able to own my own home. This kind of seems like a scam, <laughs> but they don't teach you any of that. So no. you just go like, Oh, I get free money. Sounds great. Yeah. These classes suck. I hate them. I hate going to college, but I guess I'll keep going because that's where the money is. 
And then you graduate and they go, oh, we're going to student loan forgiveness you if you vote for me. Like, ah, voting for you. Yeah, we're not doing student loan forgiveness. Get fucked. (laughs) If you get student loan forgiveness, you won't get one of these wage slave jobs. And that's what we need because we're a bunch of boomers that can't do anything anymore and won't step aside to let you people up. And we're going to try and take away every single thing from school uniforms to make you feel like less of a human to yeah. now wearing a mask so you don't even have a face like a human and you don't have any skills like a human and you can't solve any of your own problems. So <laughs> you need government daddy to come in yeah. and do all your thinking for you because you're stupid. You're stupid <laughs> and dumb. And it's all part of the big plan. I don't know. Maybe I saw that. Maybe I saw that de- uh-huh. decade ago when I saw school uniforms coming and I, I just viscerally knew that it was bad news. School uniforms are bad news. And I couldn't articulate why, but I can now. It's because they're taking away humanity yep. by making you just a fucking gen- aim, uh, androgynous, gray, khaki, faceless automaton Uh with no skills on a predetermined path decided for you by your quote betters to be put into a system where you do nothing but rack up debt for the sole purpose of giving your well, your future generational wealth to the people already wealthy. Yeah. So that they can go on yet another vacation and hoard more of their wealth and steal as much of it from you in taxes when they die. Yeah. Why don't we have a GED anymore? It used to be called a general education degree. General. Yep. General doesn't just mean math and science and history and English and reading yet another shitty old book that nobody fucking likes. And yet we keep teaching them. It's like, oh, this is this is high art. You know what's high art? My dick in your mouth. <laughs> it's called pornography and it's art. Let's bring in some more general things. Let's bring in some stuff for life. Like, like, uh, oh, here's how you, here's how you get your car out of a, out of ice, uh, stuck out of, out of ice. Here's how you, uh, hang some picture frames in your home so that instead of having a bare walls and one chair, maybe you can have some pictures of some art that you like or pictures of your family. Or your pets or places you've been. It's 2021. How are you going to be able to afford art to put on your walls? I've got art on my walls in my little meager room. Uh, Here's, you know, here's how the plumbing underneath your sink works. So when it stops up, Uh instead of having to pay $500 for a plumber to come in here and snake it for one second, you can just pop these two things off, pull the U-bend out, throw a bucket down there, finger up in the hole and get it to just blast water all down everything. Sounds sounds good. A shower of gold. <laughs> the gold being the money you didn't have yes, to spend, pay for the plumber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, here's here's how to change your own oil so that when you have no money and you want to take care of your car, you can just go buy a $10 catch pan at Harbor Freight and five quarts of oil from AutoZone for a total of 30 bucks. Oh, and, a, and an oil filter. So 40 bucks. The first time, every time after that, it's cheaper because you don't have to buy the catch pan every time. You can start changing your own oil. You can reinflate your own tires. You go, oh, I need to change my air filter. I know where that is on my car because I can fucking figure this shit out for myself because I'm not an idiot. There's a weird knocking sound going on. I wonder what that could be. Anyway, that's my issue. Death of the GED. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Thank you.
If you want to call in here's the hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord and the voicemail upload channel. This one's from Frankenstein Jump, and the title is uh, Fuck Asterios' Podcast. <laughs> hey, Tab, it's Frankenstein Jump from Discord. I'm the other guy with the Alex Jones avatar. Just wanted to let you know that I also quit Asterios' Patreon so I could give you the money. Hell yeah! Described a couple years ago, uh, fuck Maddox. But now I can fuck over Maddox by supporting your podcast, and you don't do serial reviews. It's true. So things are looking up for me. Well, I'm assuming by serial reviews, he's not talking about old uh, 40s. Uh, superhero black and white. Brands. No, I think he means like actually eating cereal and going like, mm, it is good too. <laughs> well, welcome to the team. We're glad to have your support and uh, we're glad to take that support away from uh, ethnically ambiguous people. Actually, I think, I think Asterios is like all Greek. Anyway, still funny. Uh, we got some voicemails here from the voicemail hotline. If this will click. Yeah, I know. Thank you for a pop-up. I don't care. Stupid thing. Hey, Tab, Tim, and Todd. Uh, this is Chicago's biggest dickhead, and here's what I don't get. Um, for the past, I don't know, five years since I've been living at this place, uh, my trash day has always been Wednesday. Yeah. And typically, uh, I don't know, they usually pick up the trash around 10.30, maybe 11.00. So uh, this week, you know, I take my trash out pretty early on Wednesday, probably like 8 in the morning. Like most people do. And uh, yeah, I had a special extra this week. I had a mattress that I drug out there in a box spring. Um, so, you know, come uh, later in the day, Wednesday, they haven't come and picked it up. I was, uh, you know, like, well, fuck. Sometimes when there's a, a holiday, they take an extra day. I assume Groundhog Day wasn't one, but I said, fuck it. So, you know, Thursday arrives, and uh, it's still so fucking there. there, midday Thursday. And uh, so we give the trash company a call, and they say, no, your truck usually goes by at, like, 7 a.m. on Wednesdays. And uh, you usually don't have your trash out, so we have another truck grab it later in the day. What? Um, How does that make any sense? But this time, they just didn't grab my shit. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be that upset if I just had to roll my cans back up to my house. But, uh, uh, you know, when I have to drag a fucking mattress back up, it pisses you off a little. Um, I guess have a good one. Something like that happened to me. Uh, got rid of a mattress and pulled it outside to give away. So, uh-huh. like, hey, someone come take this. And... They didn't come. The next people didn't come. And then the next day, I think it was supposed to rain. So I had to drag the mattress uh-huh. back inside the house and just like prop it up behind some stuff. And that's where it stayed until we moved. And then when we moved again, nobody would come pick it up. So I just got a friend with a truck to come by and we threw it in the back of his truck and we threw it away at my old apartment complex. <laughs> we just pulled up, threw the mattress out and drove away as fast as we could. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. With another truck is going. Why is there another truck in the same area? How does it? Because the they would just zigzag through your area uh-huh. and then they'd be gone. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is we get the 
uh, our trash day is Thursday. Uh huh. With two different trucks, of course, one for the recycling, one yeah. for the trash. But Tuesday mornings, like early morning, I'm talking four, five, six in the morning. Uh, there's the business trash. Yeah, that's in the area for the businesses. Okay, separate yeah. route, separate day. But why would that guy? I've never heard though of like why would they you know say it's it's the same company right why would why would they go like oh yeah uh two thirteen Tim's house didn't have their trash can out if you see it out when you pass yeah. by the GameStop will you uh, go check no, on it it's, no you make you hit it you hit the marker you don't yeah also over I've been here, late I've been late to the trash before it's like oh well I guess I'll take it out next week also over here if you need to throw a mattress out you have to call them and be like yeah I need a I'm, yeah a large I, item pickup yeah yeah it's fifteen dollars or something stupid yeah. Got one here from a uh, boner guy. Hey guys, boner, boner guy sixty nine again. Uh, sorry for the long voicemail. Thanks for playing it. Here's what I don't get: fucking Rockstar Games for PC and their fucking shit launcher. Yep. So yep. Got a free copy of Grand Theft Auto Five from Epic uh, last year, which um, I finally got round to playing on PC, and it just doesn't fucking work because of Rockstar Games and their shit software. Basically, launcher won't connect. Got to run it as administrator, then it doesn't find the games installed. It's just fucking garbage. Anyway, thanks for a great show. Bye. I had that problem with L.A. Noir. Yeah. Uh, in that I ended up having a problem with the launcher and just never played it again. Yeah, I I fear the day I finally decide to rebuy Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC. Ugh. Yeah, they. I don't understand how they can be this bad at it with so many hit games and also an ecosystem of games that all just work. Yeah. Like, just launch out of Steam, yeah. for the love of God. Yeah, the uh, was it? Yeah, it was L.A. Noir. I started to have issues every time I'd launch the launcher, and then I'd launch the game, and it would crash, and then the launcher wouldn't even go. And finally, huh. I just said, this is a, oh, you got to sign into Rockstar Plus or whatever. Uh -huh. You know what? Uninstall. Uh, the game wasn't that good to begin with. <laughs> It, the game was not that good because they had the thing that really pissed me off was they had like 12 hidden cars that were all awesome cars. Uh -huh. And I found a, I found a few of them and I thought that meant I could go uh, get them in the garage anytime. No, you got to drive to where that thing is and then drive it around. Like, ah, that's lousy. Uh, we've got one more here from Matt from Minnesota. Hey guys, it's Matt from Minnesota. Uh, listening to an episode, I just wanted to tack on a couple of ruinous characters you forgot to mention. Uh, I'm just running through Breaking Bad with my girlfriend because yeah. she likes yeah. to just watch the same three shows over and over again. Pretty much everybody except for Scott. But whatever. Uh, any woman Jesse. on Breaking Bad uh, is absolutely Skyler, awful. Marie. Skyler and her sister are fucking uh, terrible. I will Jane, fast Jane. forward every scene with them. And by far the worst character on television, Peggy Hill. Dear really? God, Ooh, she is awful. Huh. She is pretty bad. Hate both yeah. of those characters on those shows, Skylar and Peggy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Peggy's as ruinous for me because she's the butt of the joke. Yeah. Like, she thinks she knows everything uh -huh. and she doesn't. <laughs> and that's why it's funny. Versus the the... Skyler and the Diane, they always get proven right. I love hearing Peggy talk in Spanish. It's so funny. Uh, the the thing about 
I I should have mentioned Breaking Bad because I've said it before, maybe not on the show, but I've said you could edit the women out of completely out of yeah, Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. and not lose any of the story. Yeah. You could really someone should take Breaking Bad and edit out any time we are on showing TV and Walt isn't there, or Jesse isn't there. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't lose a single bit of the story. Pretty yeah, probably. It would it would just that would be it. Oh, talking about Runa's characters. Uh, well, I got two more spite producer things. Captain Carl was upset with me last week from what I said about how Honda's a computerized and you can't clear the oil thing. Yeah. Uh, and he wants me to apologize to Honda. So I'd like to apologize to Honda for fucking whatever, making you feel bad about your shitty cars. <laughs> Maybe if you made some not shitty cars, people wouldn't have to reset the fucking oil life sensor uh, because the whatever mechanic shop that did the oil change forgot to do the reset the sensor and i thought oh, i can just do this with my tool for sure no you can't do it with your tool you you have to apparently push a bunch of buttons and unbuckle and buckle on the seatbelt. And it's crazy of me to have, have thought not thought of that instead of you know that this tool that just works in every other car that i've owned yeah yeah would somehow re- for some reason not work in this newer honda fit so sorry, Honda. Sorry, you're the second best Japanese car company, and I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, you made that dumb robot. Sorry, yeah, you made a dumb robot, and I'm sorry that you made shitty Godzilla movies. Uh, I think that cutout covers it. But another spite producer demand next week on the show. Cripple Jesus will be a guest, not in studio, but uh, we'll catch up with him a little bit. I'm sure everybody's who's listened to this, if you're listening to who are these podcasts and the Dick Show, uh, and I don't know if he's been on other shows talking about this too, but yeah, maybe. the history of his feminism course. I don't know if that's going to be you know what he talks about, but whatever he decides to talk about, he'll be a great guest. I really like Cripple Jesus. Yeah, Some yeah, people always, complain about his voice, and I call those people ableists. Yeah. And uh, he's very funny. He's um, He's like a George Carlin if George Carlin didn't have legs. <laughs> He can get away with a lot more than you and I can. Yes. Because it's just like, oh, sorry, it, I mean, my my whole body hurts because I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> no, I can't really be mad at him now. But this one lady, that one feminist theory teacher, really just can't handle it. Cannot yep. handle yep. being pushed back. If someone like me pushed back on her, she'd just be like, you're a cis man. and blah, blah, blah. But a crippled man, crippled man is like, it's... Uh, it's like a deflector shield. Boom, boom. Everything bounces right <laughs> off. Ah. <laughs> case we're looking forward to that yep and uh looking forward to fulfilling more spite producer demands as the time goes on so thank you everybody for supporting the show thanks for listening this week and we'll see you next time